0: Welcome to the Property Magic Podcast. My name is Simon Zucchi and in this podcast, I'm going to deep dive into the property investing strategies and investor mindset for my book, Property Magic. I will also share real estate investing hints, tips and tricks, which I normally only share on my property mastermind mentorship. Hello and welcome to episode number 83 of the Property Magic Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to explain the six most common mistakes with investment mortgages and how you can avoid them. Now, just to be clear, this is not meant to be financial advice, but instead it's financial education to help you avoid some of the mistakes that I've seen many people make over the years. So mistake number one is where people go and ask their bank about investment mortgages. Now, often when people think about investing, they think, "Okay, I'll go and ask my bank, which is logical because the bank knows them. They've known them for a number of years. They might have a home mortgage with them. And they ask them all about investing. And unfortunately, banks are not the right people to ask because they don't really understand investing. And they certainly don't have the best products. They're only going to tell you about the products which they have. And often they can't really help very much. And people then incorrectly assume that they can't invest, they can't borrow very much, and they stop their investing journey right there. Now, the reality is that all lenders are different. They have different criteria. So if one lender says they won't lend to you, doesn't mean another lender won't lend. So really, you need to get specialist advice. And the best way to do that is to find a truly independent mortgage broker who has access to the full market. Now, obviously you can find these at the property investor network meetings. You can also ask other landlords and investors who they use, and but look around and ideally find someone else who is also investing in property because they're gonna have a better understanding of exactly what's required when looking for the right kind of investment mortgage. So that's mistake number one. Mistake number two is very common And it's when people think like a homeowner. Owning your own home is very different to owning an investment property. Obviously, your own home, you need to pay it off within a certain amount of time because when you reach a certain age, lenders won't lend to you. That's not the case with an investment mortgage because with an investment mortgage, you're not the person paying for it. It's the tenants living in your property who are covering the cost of the mortgage. So in fact, even if you're 65, you can still get a 20-year investment mortgage, whereas that might be very difficult to get a 20-year mortgage if it's your own home. The other thing is, when you own home, people think, right, I have to pay this mortgage down. And if you only ever have one property, paying your own home down as quick as possible with a repayment mortgage is a sensible thing to do. And people then take that understanding and apply it to investing and think their investment mortgages have to be repayment mortgages. Well, that's not the case. Generally, when we get an investment mortgage, we get an interest only mortgage for a number of different reasons. Now, I go on to this in a lot more detail in episode number 62, which is all about interest only versus repayment mortgages. But just very quickly, a couple of key points here. First of all, remember we're investing, we want to get cash flow. Golden rule number three of the five golden rules is we only buy something that gives us cash flow. If we're paying a repayment mortgage, we're paying interest and capital back off that mortgage, so it's gonna mean less cash flow every single month. And also, we're probably going to refinance that investment mortgage at some point in the future, take the money out to go and buy some more property. If that's the case, why on earth would we be paying it down? So it's really important to make sure you're thinking about your investment mortgages in a different way than you would as a homeowner. And also in episode 55 of this podcast, I talk about how you can actually pay off your own home mortgage in 8 to 10 years, and it's not the way you might think you would traditionally do it. So you might want to go and listen to that. Podcast podcast as well so back to these common mistakes And number three is not getting the right mortgage in the first place now there are different types of lenders that offer different types of products some lenders will only allow certain types of tenants and don't want other types of tenants For example, some lenders don't want you to rent to students. Some lenders don't want you to rent to people on benefits. Some lenders don't want you to do short term serviced accommodation or Airbnb. So you need to make sure that you get the right mortgage for how you're trying to use your investment property. Um, The other thing is a lot of people, they try and get the lowest interest rate they possibly can. And that makes sense, right? You want to pay as little as you can for your mortgage but the mortgage might not be appropriate. For example, let's say you're looking to uh, buy a property and then after a while you're gonna refinance it because maybe you've added value to it, and you wanna remortgage it. Well, if you get a mortgage that's got some redemption penalties and that's where you take out a mortgage for say 20 years but the first five years might be a fixed rate Well, if you pay that back in that first five year period, you're going to pay a penalty, often as much as 5% of the mortgage. So therefore, if you know you're going to buy a property and in a year or two you want to refinance it because you've increased the value, you want to get a mortgage that's got very low redemption penalties. So again, speaking to an independent mortgage broker and explain to them exactly what you plan to do with a property will hopefully get you the right mortgage with the right lender and avoid any unnecessary penalty charges. If you are looking to buy something and develop it, you shouldn't really get a buy-to-let investment mortgage. You should probably get development finance, which is generally a bit more expensive, but it's very short term. And then once you've done the development, you remortgage it to pay back that development finance. Um, If you wanna know more about development finance, you go and check out my business, crowdproperty.com. I'm one of the co-founders and the major shareholder, and we actually help fund development deals the next mistake people make is not taking a mortgage out for long enough. Now, often people think, well, I'm going to remortgage this property in five years, maybe, so I don't need a very long mortgage. And that can be a mistake. My recommendation would be to get a, log- a mortgage for as long as you possibly can, typically 20 or 25 years. Now, it's very likely that within that time period, you will remortgage to another lender. However, just in case something happens and you can't remortgage, you wanna make sure you don't run out of time on your mortgage. If you run out of time, you need to pay that mortgage back and you may not be able to. Let me give you an example. So back in the mid to late two uh, thousand, so 2006, 2007, when the market was at absolute peak, It was very popular to get 10-year mortgages. Now, prior to that, all my investment mortgages had been 20, 25-year mortgages. But for some reason, I think there were some very low rates and they were for 10 years. And at the time, 2007, the property market was absolutely booming. And we fully expected that in a couple of years, we would refinance those properties not a problem. Then the credit crunch happened, the global financial crisis, and all property prices around the world came down in 2008, 2009, started to recover and started to go back up in 2010. But the point was, if you bought at the peak of the market in 2007, which I did and many people did, and then the value went down, it meant that you were sometimes in negative equity where the loan was actually more than the value of the property. I had mortgages that were 90% buy to let investment mortgages, and then the values came down. So the negative equity it took a while for those to come back. Now, most places around the world, the values now are higher than they were at the peak in 2007, but in some places that still hasn't quite happened. Now, I had some properties around the UK where I had these 10-year mortgages and the value had come up, but not up enough for me to be able to remortgage. Given that you can generally get a 75% loan to value, for me to remortgage with someone else, I would have had to put money into some of these properties. That's because the value hadn't come up enough having recovered after the crash. So therefore, because I had 10-year mortgages, in 2017 and 2018, I had some mortgages come to the end of their term. I had to pay them back, but I wasn't able to remortgage to other lenders. So I ended up selling one or two properties. Um, I sold one property at a loss. I sold another at a gain, so they kind of offset each other. But it was a problem I had because I wasn't able to refinance. So get the mortgage for as long as you possibly can, 20, 25 years. Now, what people often get confused when we talk about the length of mortgage is they're thinking about the initial discounted or fixed period. You can probably fix your mortgage for two, three or maybe five years. Historically, you can even do as long as 10 and 20 years in some countries. But around the world at the moment it's typically five years is the maximum. So why would you do that? Well, the whole point about fixing your interest rate is that it means as interest rates go up or down, you make the same payment every single month. Now, if you fix your rate, you might be paying slightly higher than a variable rate where it goes up and down with the base rate. However, you have the certainty exactly how much you're going to pay. I believe that interest rates are probably going to be fairly low for the next couple of years as the economy in the UK recovers. But I believe at some point, we're gonna see interest rates go up. Now, I don't know when that is, but that could happen in three, four, maybe five years. So I'm fixing my rates at the moment for five years. That doesn't mean you should do that. Just because I do it doesn't mean it's right for you, but I'm fixing my rates because I wanna have that certainty. I know that I can cover the payments for the next five. I know exactly how much I'm gonna make, and then I'll see what happens in five years time. Now, remember, I'm getting 20, 25 year length mortgages just in case I can't refinance At least I know I've got finance for a long period, allowing the value of properties to come up until the point when I can refinance. So just be careful that you get nice, long mortgages. Mistake number five is that people don't use the equity in their investment properties. I mean, a lot of people who want to buy more properties, they want to get more cash flow, and yet they don't use the equity that's in their existing investments. Uh, I'm not really talking about your own home here. I'm talking about people who've got investment properties. Those have gone up in value over the last 10 years. There's equity there and people don't use it. Why? Well, they say, well, you know, I'm relying on all the income from my properties. If I was to increase my mortgages and take some money out, it would increase the monthly payments and my cash flow would go down. I need that cash flow. What they're failing to recognize is that the money they take out, they can use as deposits to buy more investment properties and create more income than they're getting right now. So it's kind of being a little bit short-sighted. And again, I think it's good to take a long-term view about your property investing. So make sure every so often you're reviewing your property and see, is there equity that you can use to take out to go and buy more property. And that's mistake number six, really. Not reviewing their mortgages often enough. Um, very often, a mortgage might come to the end of a discounted or fixed rate that was two, three, five years. And many people don't bother remortgaging. It then goes to the standard variable rate, which is often a bit more, and they don't notice it's a bit more, and it's then variable, and you know they're paying a bit more, but they, they don't bother to do anything about it. Really, when it comes towards the end of your discounted or fixed um, period on your mortgage, what you should do is you should look around to see can you refinance? Can you actually go to a cheaper rate and save money? Are you on the best rate right now? And again, an independent mortgage broker will be able to help you with that exercise. And I believe every year you should look at all of your properties in your portfolio, just make sure you're in the very best finance. Uh, I and many of my clients have done this regularly, and we can sometimes save a huge amount of money. Even when remortgaging and increasing the debt, sometimes the monthly payments go down because they're going on to such a much better interest rate. So it's an important thing to do with your portfolio. So just to summarize these six common mistakes that people make, number one is asking their bank about their investment mortgages. Number two is thinking like a homeowner when you need to think like an investor. Number three is not getting the right kind of mortgage based on what you want to do with the property. Number four is not um taking out the mortgage term for long enough. Remember, it should be 20, 25 years. Number five is people don't use the equity of their investment properties. They don't want to take it out for some reason. And number six is not reviewing their mortgages often enough. Hopefully, this is, will help you avoid some of the common mistakes that many people make with their investment mortgages. So I do hope this has been useful. That's it for the, this episode. If you've gained value from this episode, I've got one recommendation and one request. First of all, I encourage you to subscribe to the podcast to make sure you get the latest edition that comes out every Tuesday morning. And my request is, please leave a five-star review and say why you like this podcast. That will help other investors find the podcast and hopefully they can gain some great value from listening as well and remember i recommended those two other episodes you might want to go and check out so first of all there was episode number 62 and that was all about interest only versus repayment mortgages and there's episode number 55 which is how you can pay off your own home mortgage in eight to ten years i'm sure you'll enjoy listening to both of those so until next time remember to invest with knowledge invest with skill